Hey guys, welcome to Rihanna's Lens, where I interact with you about the components in the STEM field and introduce you to fascinating people who passionately inhabit the scientific and technical frontiers of our society. My name is Rihanna Malhotra and I'm absolutely elated to share this podcast with all of you. On this episode, I'm joined by a guest who's the founder of an organization created by teens for teens, where you can learn and access different opportunities. The goal is to help empower young people to make a difference. I'm so glad to welcome and introduce Dalia Rizki. Thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to begin our discussion. Thank you for having me. So um, firstly, I wanted to begin by asking you, uh, why do you think mental health is important and why should more people be aware about it? Absolutely. So I think that mental health is important for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, it really impacts the daily lives of everyone uh, around us. Um, Mental illnesses can really have an effect on how people conduct themselves, how they're able to cope with the stresses of daily life. Um, And communities where mental illness is more prevalent are more likely to be lower income because it has many economic benefits as well. Not only that, but mental illness also has an impact on physical health, um, which can in turn strain healthcare systems. So, you know, if you think about it, it's the healthcare system, the economy, personal well-being, everything is affected by mental health and mental illness. Right, I completely agree. And um, like you mentioned, that mental health is not only just about our brain, it's also uh, about how it impacts our physical being. And um, the reason why I think mental health is not talked about enough is because um, usually if you see someone with a sprained ankle, the first thing you would go and tell them, oh, are you fine? Are you hurt? But if mm-hmm. it opens up about their mental health or anything that they're feeling, it's just downed upon. Like in some societies, they're like, um, mm-hmm. oh, it's not necessarily true. But the thing that we don't realize is just because we can't see a mental illness doesn't mean someone's going through it. Or if you can't see mm-hmm. a illness in general. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And there's also a lot of stigma surrounding mental health. Like you were mentioning, um, in some societies, it's difficult for people to open up about their mental health issues because in in some areas or, you know, it's looked upon as admitting defeat and a weakness. So I think that that's really important to kind of dispel those myths. Right, absolutely. And uh, throughout this pandemic, have you suffered through any uh Thing that any mental health problems or your friends who you've spoken to and try to console them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've all definitely had our ups and downs in the past few years. Um, the pandemic really changed everything. And I think the biggest impact it had was on our social interaction. And, you know, humans are naturally social beings. Even people who identify as introverts do need that human connection sometimes. So um, it, it definitely was difficult, particularly because, you know, school went online as well. Um, and our interaction with others was really limited. Um, And it's easy to get lost in your own thoughts when you're alone uh, with a computer for hours on end every day. Um, So, yeah, I did notice the pandemic having uh, an impact on people around me. Um, 
but I do think that now that we're slowly transitioning back to a more in-person environment, uh, things are getting better. Although I did notice that in that transition, it was stressful for people to get fully acclimated to in-person school again, because um, it's kind of surprising that, you know, we were all upset due to a lack of social interaction, but being thrown into an environment full of social interaction again is anxiety inducing now for us. So it was really uh, interesting for me to see as well. Right, absolutely. The transition has been so stressful for I think everyone, um, for people school like us or just anyone going to um, office working people as well. Like it's re- it must be really stressful for them um, too. And um, as you said, in school, there were so many transitions that we had to go through since 2020 to now. First, we had to get adjusted to the online pattern of things, which was um, also demeaning because we had to go through so much in terms of Zoom calls or just taking time out of your day and spending hours on end looking at the computer screen and just having literally no socializing skills or just anything coming into play. And then after that, after you get used to, because, you know, two years is a long time getting used to to the environment of being online. And then all of a sudden schools or just any other environment is telling you to come back. So that transition will also take a lot of time. So um, now as we are coming out of the pandemic, just slowly, uh, let's just hope that things get better as uh, like according to our mental health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, so you were on the page of Studia. So um, how is that helping um, spread more uh, information about mental health and more awareness to aid their uh, viewers? Absolutely. So Estudia is an organization that has uh, really grown during the pandemic. Um, We do a lot of things. We focus on science, youth empowerment, and mental health. Um, And the mental health aspect of our organization is especially dear to me. We hold mental health workshops for students that, of course, are not a substitute for therapy, but they are safe spaces where students can uh, discuss their mental health, discuss and share tips about how to improve on their mental health, strategies that they've discovered that work, tangible resources as well. And then we usually have a presentation on a topic ranging from stigma to mental health and advocacy. Um, And I think just having conversations about mental health is one of the best ways to raise awareness about it. So that's one thing we do. And then we also have a mental health research team, which is a small group of students that work on dispelling the myths and stigma surrounding mental illness by researching the biological factors that play into it. So instead of labeling someone is crazy, uh, you know, our goal is to kind of dispel that myth and educate people what is going on in their brain, what is really happening. And then those research reports are converted into easy to read and easy to understand posts for our Instagram and for our website so that we can really educate our audience um, in simpler terms as well. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And um, I see your page often and I love how you're reaching out to such a wide audience and um, helping them do all of these things. And um, I'm sure when you spread the awareness, there are a lot of people that come in terms with the realization, even if in the back of the head, they are 
thinking about it, but when it's showcased in front of them, I think that really helps a lot to process what they're going through. So I think it's amazing what you're going, uh, what you're doing, and um, the posts that you put up. I think almost every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, where did the idea of this come up? So um, how did you begin uh, Australia? So um, it kind of was the product of a lot of factors. So first of all, I noticed that a lot of my peers, including myself, were feeling sort of listless and um, like there was nothing we could do to change the situation because particularly at the beginning of the pandemic, nobody knew what was going on. Everything seemed like it was just spiraling out of control. And so I knew that I wanted to do something to help and I knew that I wanted to connect with others. So that's why I started a studio. And as the team grew, I got to meet people from different countries all over the world and we got to have discussions and I thought that that was wonderful. So that's why another component of our organization is a virtual pen pal program where we match people who sign up to other people uh, within the U.S. or around the world. Um, And I think that that was really something that was born of the pandemic because of the lack of social interaction. We realized the importance of that. Um, But then, yeah, so the organization grew and um, I noticed that a lot of mental health struggles came from a fear of people uh, feeling like they would be a burden to others or not wanting to talk about what they were going through. They just felt, oh, you know, everyone's experiencing this. I'm I'm not special. Why should I burden others with this? So I thought that maybe having a place where people could talk about it and also Uh, without judgment, without fear, share tips and tricks that they learned. I thought that that would be especially helpful. And so just really noticing uh, emerging needs in the community of young people that we were building um, influenced our development of our various online services. Um, And yeah, we're still continuing to grow. Uh, We have some new ideas in the works um, and we're excited for the future of the organization. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It just sounds great so far what you've told me and uh, I'm just really looking forward to what what's more in store. So I encourage all the viewers and listeners to check uh, it out and um, I think it'll be great if they could interact with you and um, also um, share their stories. Um, so do people also share stories with you about some less talked about mental health disorders or something that you want to amplify more into your page? Um, That's a great question. So the majority of the disorders that we discuss are things like anxiety and depression that are particularly common among teenagers uh, with all of the stress lately, both in the world and in academics. However, um, I do also want to shed some light on some other less talked about disorders so and other factors surrounding mental illness for example we had a post a while ago on mental illnesses impact on the human body and I thought that that was particularly interesting because not many people know that having prolonged anxiety or prolonged depression can actually change the structure of your brain which is why over time it becomes more and more difficult to recover from these disorders so uh, we are definitely trying to widen our scope of the types of disorders we cover and the different factors surrounding mental illness. Um, But I'll definitely keep you posted on that. Hopefully we can talk more about those disorders that aren't very uh, publicized. 
Yeah, definitely. Because um, anxiety and depression, yeah, it's really prevalent with, uh, like in everyone, like not everyone, but it's really prevalent. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. But uh, many people, even through this pandemic, as I mentioned before, they've been going through it. And But there are also people that feel uh, a bit neglected because people with EDs or bipolar disorders, um, they, they don't know who to interact with because... Uh, these are some uh, mental health disorders that are just not talked about enough. So um, hopefully yeah. we'll touch up more about on that and we can um, interact more about this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we also have an improving your health section on our website where we really tried to emphasize the importance of having a healthy relationship with food. Um, and I'm really glad that you mentioned eating disorders, actually, because we have something we're working on for eating disorders. Um, I think it's really important to make sure that if you're doing something like this, you are representing as large of a group of people as possible so that people can see themselves in the posts and the content. Content, um, and really receive some tips and tangible resources to improve their well-being. Um, and I think also uh, what I like about our workshops personally is that we give those tangible resources like books and videos, numbers to call, uh, numbers to text if you're feeling um, depressed or in you, if you're in a really negative mental state. Um, I think that those things are really important because talking about talking about mental illness is step one and then taking action is step two. So that's uh, what we really tried to focus on as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've really noticed that the pandemic has had a negative impact on the mental health of many, many people. Um, and then like we were discussing earlier, the transition back into school has also created a lot of anxiety. So we are creatures of habit. We kind of get used to the situation we're placed in. And then when that changes, it becomes difficult. And I mean, I think that that just illustrates why mental illness is rising so much nowadays because the state of the world is so unpredictable. Um, everything can change in just a moment as we saw in 2020. Um, so yeah, it's really important for young people, I think, to kind of unite and connect and keep having these conversations um, to make sure that no one feels like they're alone in their struggles. Right, that was perfectly put. I couldn't say it any better. So um, that was just amazing. And um, yeah, I agree with everything that you had to say about that. And um, just kudos to you. And please continue doing whatever you do on your page and helping others and uh, letting helping them to talk to each other or to your to you specifically and your organization uh, about what they're going through. So it's just amazing what you're doing. Thank you so much. And um, also now circling back to the stigmas that we were talking about, about mental health, I um, mm -hmm. think that people give a cold shoulder to it. And um, what can you do to eradicate some people that don't think mental health is not a good enough reason? So I think that stigma surrounding mental health stems from many different places. First of all, the media, things like movies and books often portray people struggling with mental illnesses as crazy or dangerous. Um, and I think that those myths really uh, must be dispelled as soon as possible because they are vastly inaccurate. Um, and they really make people internalize their struggles rather than opening up about them because they fear that they will be perceived as 
is crazy or dangerous. So I think that's definitely one thing. And then another thing is, you know, life is difficult. Life has its tough moments. And some people um, feel that admitting that they have a mental illness or that they're struggling is a form of weakness or giving up. Um, They feel that, you know, others can cope. Other people are doing fine. Um, I shouldn't discuss my struggles. Um, And I will say that many people are struggling with mental illnesses and those that do open up about them um, and seek help tend to feel better a lot more quickly rather than those who kind of internalize those struggles and feel that admitting them would be a sign of weakness. So I think that society in general needs to focus on you know, making mental illness a part of the conversation more often, not only just among citizens, but also in government, in policy, um, online as well, in the media. Um, I think fair representation is something that we should advocate for too. And then hopefully we can create a world in which people uh, don't stigmatize mental illness and aren't afraid to admit that they are struggling with anxiety or depression or bipolar disorder. Um, Because I think that's extremely important, not only for the people themselves who are struggling, but others who are in the same boat and who are afraid to speak out about it. Right, yeah. And um, like you mentioned that uh, these stigmas that they need to be broken down and I think they are over time because of different pages or uh, even through movies these days, it's just um, developing over time, which is great to see. And what's interesting is that um, before, like, we often act like before people didn't go through this because it wasn't talked about. If you look back to our parents' age or uh, mm-hmm. grandparents, I'm sure there must be a lot of people that were going through this, but just didn't um, open up to anyone or just kept it internalized. And now yeah. that we're talking about it and more people are realizing that what it really is, that's I think it's helping more people um, around you and even through media or um um, advertisements it's just helping everyone around so it's all that before there were no diseases as such um mm-hmm. but, but we just did not talk about it so um i love to see the development that's happening over time and hopefully it gets even better and we can aid people to become better themselves through this because they will get the help that they receive through these programs Yeah, yeah, definitely. We have made so much progress. And I think that exactly as you said in the past, um, you know, people didn't have a label for what they were feeling. And they felt, you know, it's just the struggles of life. Everyone feels this. Um, But now, um, especially in our generation, as we're kind of navigating social media and advocacy, um, I do see a lot of progress, uh, both in adults, as well as younger people, uh, which I think is really wonderful. It'll have a positive impact in the long term. Yeah, definitely. And um, you also mentioned that your page, uh, it inspires students. So do you also encourage more students to join the STEM fields, especially having more diversity in STEM? Mm -hmm. Yes, we definitely try to encourage students to get involved with us in any capacity they see fit. Um, You know, we have a variety of departments, so we do provide opportunities for students to work or uh, intern in the organization, volunteer for us if they wish. 
um, and really encourage individuals with different interests. We do focus on STEM. Uh, we have a scientific immersion program for students as well, but uh, we really try to work with a broader scope of careers, uh, uh, marketing, writing, um, reporting, etc. Um, and then um, we also focus on youth advocacy a lot. So encouraging students to advocate for issues that are important to them. That's one of our main focuses. Um, we recently held a workshop on youth advocacy. So I think that, you know, encouraging and empowering students while educating them about the world around them is something that we really aspire to do. And then learning from the students on our team as well, um, taking their concerns into account, um, learning about what they feel is important. It's kind of a two-way street in a relationship that we've developed over time. Yeah, that's incredible. I love the fact that you engage with your audience so much that um, it, it just helps everyone around despite uh, is it a mental health or just student guides or it, um, just talking about the STEM fields and what, but what's your take on STEM? Do you um, like do you think that you're going to get somewhere in the STEM fields or um, do you look forward to the creations that come behind STEM? Um, well, I love science. I, I really do. It's uh, my first love, um, especially biochemistry. Uh, I'm fascinated by it. So I've always kind of kept an eye on STEM in terms of a future career. Um, but I do think that I will um, explore other aspects of a potential career. I really have enjoyed um, working in an organization, um, running a nonprofit. So that's something that I'm considering for the future as well, perhaps combining my interests. Um, and then in terms of potential STEM careers, I am leaning towards a field in medicine. However, I'm not quite sure if I would like to um, be a physician only. I think that also doing some work to reduce healthcare disparities around the world, stigma around mental and physical conditions, that's something that I'm really passionate about. So uh, for me, it's more about finding a niche in STEM that I enjoy and then combining it with my, my other passions. Right. So um, are you in high school right now? Because um, I, th I, I think by what you're saying that you have to, you're developing on your passion. So, so will you be applying to universities anytime soon? So are you in high school right now? Yes, I am in high school right now. Okay, okay. So um, I'm in high school as well. So even I'm navigating in the same path as you. And um, yeah, I love science too. And I love to mix science with technology because um, I think now as we're developing even through the pandemic we have made more progress in these two years than we have uh, in the past i mean we were progressing over time but these two years we thought we would have classes over zoom and mm -hmm. that yeah. that idea was just odd to us like often we would get um holidays on days where it was raining too much or and mm -hmm. just went through the entire pandemic online so it was just insane to me at the beginning now it's just an everyday scenario in my life mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah the intersection between science and technology is really fascinating um mm -hmm. all of the recent innovations like surgical robots and all of these things that are making it easier for people to receive the care that they need um yeah that's definitely really interesting 
Right, definitely. Um, about surgical robots, that is just a whole different invention. Even nanotechnology these days, it's just developing over time. And um, mm-hmm. like, it, it's just a developing field that people are getting into. So I think we have to do wonders if we start using nanotechnology in our body to detect um, like suppose if there's something in our neurotransmitters or something in our nervous system, we could just attach the nanotechnology that could uh, help us um, aid that. So I think it's just wonderful how much we're progressing. And um, I think all the technologies that we're even using in hospitals now, which we don't often ponder about, the um, um, like in the in the in your normal hospital, you find X-ray machines. So um, it's insane that, like, I think a few, almost decades ago that it, an X-ray machine was made and we are using it in our everyday life as if it's just nothing at all. So if you just think about everything you see in a hospital or just everything around you, it's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I completely agree. And I mean, I think that technology has so many applications in healthcare, especially like you were mentioning nanotechnology, the potential to detect certain cancers earlier on so that, you know, patients aren't diagnosed when they, when their cancers progress to stage three or stage four. I think things like that are just on the horizon and it's really exciting to just watch it as it's happening and then hopefully get involved more actively in the future. Yeah, completely. And um, why do you think there should be more diversity in these STEM fields? I think, I mean, there's there are so many reasons why STEM fields should be more diverse. I think first and foremost, the, the extent to which STEM impacts our daily lives um, and then scientific discoveries like, you know, medications, antibiotics, technology, like we were just discussing, these things will change people's lives. And I think having a variety of perspectives, not only um, in, you know, on the ground floor, but at the very top, you know, the scientists who are making these discoveries, diversity is key because, um, for example, you know, also people's bodily compositions vary based on their ethnicity and their race. So a lack of perspective could really have a negative impact on, you know, the way that a medication is taken or dispelled around a community. Um, Additionally, certain communities that are marginalized um, have earlier death rates than other communities, which I find absolutely disgraceful. And I think that one of the main ways that we can combat that is increasing the diversity of science and scientists in general to bring those perspectives from different communities and then overall positively impact global health. Right, yeah. And um, about gender itself, there are half the population is female. So if we have all the male or all the men making things in the world, um, that won't really be helpful for women because we are half the population. So we need some things that are um, equipped or different as per um, our needs. And um, the way we use things are completely different. And even for cultural backgrounds, um, people like suppose a person in um, uh, Japan or, or uh, compared to a person in US, they'll have different cultural backgrounds. So they have different ways of thinking or different ways that they've been brought up in their environments. So um, in Japan, they must be they must be exposed to something different and they can just bring that to the table while in a meeting or discussing how to develop something. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Those different cultural perspectives and the way that different cultures um, interact with medications and diseases. Um, it's just really important for STEM in general to be diversified, particularly fields like engineering, in which a very small proportion of those people are women. And like you said, you know, if the majority are men and they're making these decisions and discoveries um, and also controlling how they are distributed across the global market, then, you know, we need more women to get involved and to kind of level the playing field. Right, yeah. And um, also now, as you spoke about engineering, now people often are afraid of that field, I would say, or just any STEM field in general, because they feel like they won't be able to prioritize their mental So circling back to that, to the mental health aspect, they feel like um, these fields are just a bit too hard to get into and it is because there's a lot of um, responsibility on our shoulders because the people that are coming into STEM now, um, we are the future in the sense that we'll be innovating new things and new equipments. So uh, there's a lot of stressful stress and uh, anxiety around this issue. So what advice would you like to give to people that are wanting to get into this field but are just afraid about Uh, their mental health and how it will affect that? Uh, well, first of all, I think that, you know, if you enjoy it, then it won't be as stressful and uh, have a negative impact mentally on you. Um, of course, um, you know, going into college, majoring in a STEM field or any field really will bring its own stresses. However, if you really love what you do, then like the old Uh, saying is you'll never work a day in your life um, if you enjoy what you're doing. So I think that's something to keep in mind, uh, ensuring that you're actually passionate about the field you're going into. Um, and then also, I think um, women are sort of conditioned to feel inferior in math and science when compared to men. And I think that's an issue of representation, but also kind of something that our society has ingrained in women. Um, there are, you know, studies that show that women perform uh, poorly on math tests when compared to men, simply because of the internalized feeling that, you know, women can't do math. And that was absolutely shocking to me, particularly when other studies have shown that women are, you know, exactly the same in terms of performance, if not better in certain things like leadership skills, etc. Um, when compared to men. So I think that it's really important for us to kind of dispel those myths. And that's why I really do appreciate all of the women in STEM out there, the trailblazers who have paved a path for people like us to go forward and hopefully inspire other young women, you know, that that will come after us. So I think it's all about creating a positive cycle and really um, embracing STEM as something that should be available uh, to all because it affects all of our lives. Right, absolutely. And um, there was also another study that was done where uh, men and female across the entire globe were told to do a science or a maths test. And... Um, Some people in, uh, around the world, the women did better than the men. And in some areas, it was the other way around. So when they looked closely at those areas, um, they found out that that area was the women were conditioned to think that they're not good enough in these fields where they did not do better. And uh, yeah. areas where they did better, the, the 
um, surroundings around their other surrounding people around them, like their families, they were aiding them and they were pushing them to do um, and just encouraging them to get into STEM or just any uh, field that, uh, that has maths or science around it. So um, I completely agree with you when these studies are, so many studies have been done that are so correlating and they prove the fact that it's all about the environment. And um, if you're constantly being told that you can't do one thing, you would start doubting yourself. So I think we should all, like they say, um, women should support women. So if uh, men are not doing it, we should pull each other up. And I I also agree. I think um, Emma Watson said this, he or she, and she for he. Um, women are often told that they're not good enough at one thing, and men are told to suppress their emotions. So right. Yeah. We should all build each other up, and that's the only way as a community we can work together. Because exactly, if you look at another person, we don't have any internalized hatred or anything for them. So we just pull each other up because. That way we progress so much as a society. So uh, we can get through in that process. Yeah, no, definitely. I completely agree. You know, uh, they say that it takes a village to raise a child. I think it takes a village to break glass ceilings on both sides, you know, women and men. We need to kind of just break down those stigmas and those, you know, internalized feelings that it, that are really choking us right now um, in order to create a world where, you know, little girls, little boys can have the same dreams and achieve them on equal footing without a feeling that they're inferior because they're a woman or that they can't express what they feel because they're a man. Um, And I'm really glad that we kind of circled the conversation to this because this is something that absolutely needs to be discussed on both sides. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And um um, so lastly, was there any advice that you would like to give to any men or women out there about how to deal with their mental health? And um, you could also link your um, uh, your page so that they can reach out to you and they can talk to you about anything. Yeah, absolutely. I will link uh, our website as well as our email address and our Instagram. Our Instagram is at a studio official, but it'll be linked with this. So you can see how to spell everything. Um, But in terms of parting words, um, in terms of, you know, mental health, I would say it's difficult, but take some time for yourself. Forgive yourself. Um, You know, we're all only human. There's only so much we can do. Prioritize your mental health because it'll serve you well in the long term if you do that. Um, And there are resources available to you. Um, You know, there are numbers in every country to call, um, you know, books and shows and much more organizations as well, like Astudia. Um, We're all here for you to support you. Um, So if you are already well into your journey of taking care of your mental health, or if you're just starting that journey, know that, you know, keep going. It's really important. It really is. And you'll be surprised how much it improves your life. Yeah, absolutely. That was some really last great words. And uh, well, that's it for today. Thank you so much, Dalia, for coming on my podcast. I had such a great time talking to you and getting to know your insights on all these different aspects of mental health. So thank you so much. 
and um, to let all of you know this podcast is now available on YouTube Apple Podcasts Spotify Radio Public and Google Podcasts make sure you subscribe to all listening platforms and stay tuned for more Daria is there anything else you'd like to plug in before we log off Um only that feel free to visit the Studio website we have plenty of resources on there and feel free to get in touch because we love to hear from everyone um and hear you know unique perspectives but yeah thank you so much for having me Rihanna really love talking to you Yeah thank you so much and all the best for all the future prospects that you have planned um well that's it thank you bye bye